Well, again, we're very glad that you are here with us tonight uh, to celebrate the birth of our Savior, especially given uh, the extreme uh, weather situation that we have in this season. I don't know how it was for your family, but for ours, uh, for our kids to see the snow is to immediately desire to go out and play in it. And so they were excited. Oh my goodness, we can go out and play. We can have a snowball fight or build something uh, with snow. And so for them to see something that uh, they normally otherwise enjoy, but to realize, actually, no, we can't go out and play in this. This is way too cold. Or if we do, we can only do it for a very, very short period of time because we aren't actually equipped or can handle uh, the temperature as it is outside right now. We can only enjoy it if we uh, get other things to help us enjoy it. And so there's a tension uh, in that, and we're looking forward to still seeing some snow, but hopefully warmer temperatures uh, that allow us to enjoy the outside. As we think of the promise of Christmas, this past Sunday we went to the book of Malachi, and that is the last book in our Old Testament before the coming of Jesus and the good news that we celebrate in this season. And so it's helpful for us if we think about uh, 2,000 years ago, what was it that people were longing for and hoping for? Uh, that What was the prayers that they were offering, that they were anticipating that God would answer for them? We only have to turn back to the very last book of the Old Testament, given a few hundred years ago, a few hundred years before Jesus would come, to realize that it was still clear back in that time in Malachi's day that God had already answered many, many prayers for the people. They had uh, been suffering. They had been away from their homes, and they needed to be rescued from a big, strong foreign power. And God brought about that rescue, and many of them were able to return home. Uh, a place of worship that they loved to gather at had been destroyed and needed to be rebuilt, and they were actually able in Malachi's day to already enjoy worshiping again together as God's people in a place that was familiar to them, in a rebuilt temple. But even though the big foreign enemy had been defeated and even though the temple had been restored, it's clear when you read that last uh, message uh, by the prophet Malachi in the Old Testament it, that the people still needed something else. They didn't just need a conqueror. They didn't just need uh, somebody who would liberate them politically. But along with those things, what they needed most deeply was a savior. Not just a conqueror, not just a liberator, but a savior. Someone who could actually forgive them of their sins, not just protect them from the sins of other people. That they needed to be rescued from the inside out. And so then eventually in Malachi chapter 3, God said, Behold, I'm going to send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And so there was this prophecy that the Lord would come himself uh, to ultimately bring about the salvation that his children needed. God worked through people like Abraham and he worked through people like Moses and David and Solomon. He worked through the prophets like Jeremiah and then like Malachi. But in all of the good things that were done through them, there was still this recognition that none of them on their own could provide the salvation that was ultimately needed. They could help 
with some things they could fix for a time, things that were broken, but to have uh, redemption from the inside out and redemption that could start now and last forever, that is something that God could not appoint anybody else to do, but he had to be willing to come and do it himself. And that was the promise that was given as the Old Testament closed, that the Lord would send a messenger to prepare away a prophet like Elijah who would get everybody ready for the coming of the Lord himself. And then what we gather together and celebrate is the announcement of the good news that that Lord had come, that in the city of David, in Bethlehem, a Savior had been born. And that promise that God made uh, to come himself and not again through anybody else, but being willing to humble himself, to enter uh, our world, to visit our planet, to take on human flesh. Uh, That's what we celebrate is what transpired 2,000 years ago. And we celebrate that knowing that we weren't saved simply because he was born. Uh, That there was much more that had to happen ultimately for our salvation to take place. But in the very circumstances of his birth, we see the foreshadowing of what would come in the days and years ahead in the life of Jesus to finally and fully accomplish our salvation. And so we see that because our Savior was willing to become a baby and cry like a baby, to weep as a young child, this foreshadowing that one day in the Garden of Gethsemane, he would be brought to tears again for you and for me as he anticipated the cross. We see in the Christmas story his willingness to be held by other people and carried along not controlling or dictating where he would go or where they would place him. We see in that a foreshadowing of a future day when he would be taken and bound and led by other people, rulers and authorities who arrested him and wanted to send him on the cross. We see eventually for some time after his birth when it would be wise men from afar Strangers to Israel who would be the the first to come and say, where is the king who has been born? And it caused an uproar in Jerusalem uh, to want to know who is this king. And it would foreshadow again when Jesus was on the cross and it would come from the lips of a centurion who saw him from the cross Say, Father, forgive them for their sins, for they know not what they do. Who heard him say, into your hands I commend my spirit. That then it was a centurion who in seeing all of that take place would say, truly, this was the Son of God. And we see in the circumstances of his birth that as his own family did not have their own home for this to take place in, that they were uh, visiting a new city and there wasn't uh, the immediate uh, expectation of exactly where they would go and so they had to borrow a place for him to be born it would foreshadow again in his future when he would die 
and by all accounts and in for those who love him, that he would die prematurely, and so they did not have a place to bury him. And so they would borrow the burial site of another. Joseph of Arimathea would take his body and put him there to rest. And we see in the events that we celebrate at Christmas time, where eventually the angel then again came and told Mary and Joseph that you're actually going to have to get away and flee. Because Herod is going to come after this young baby, this new king that's been born. And so for some time, he has to go away and then to reappear, still alive and no longer uh, in fear of an enemy. A foreshadowing of when our Savior would die and be placed in a grave where he would go away from his disciples and all of them would wonder what is possibly going to happen. And then he would show himself alive to them. Victorious over the grave. That himself and his encouraging his own disciples to now no longer have anything to fear from any human or earthly authority. And this is the promise of Christmas that in all of these circumstances around his Birth and his humility to come, a foreshadowing of what would transpire over the course of his life and his death and his resurrection for you and for me. And so we enter into the joy of this season and the celebration of it if we ourselves can acknowledge that what we need more than anything is not a conqueror who will take care of all of our enemies or not simply a liberator who will give us the freedom to do whatever it is that we want to do but if we can allow this celebration uh, to first begin with a confession that what we need is a savior someone who can rescue us from the inside out someone who can change our hearts and cleanse us from our sins so that when we do have the freedom that he also promises us and when our enemies and the devil himself is destroyed and we have nothing to fear that we would do the right thing once those additional blessings are ours that we would love people well that we would serve them that we would sacrificially do good to others like he was willing to do good for us if we can come to that awareness then we can enter into truly the joy and the celebration of this season that unto you and to me was born that day in the city of Bethlehem a savior who is Christ the Lord would you pray with me heavenly father we thank you for the good news that the angel announced to the shepherds that caused them to leave behind their tasks to run and see who, who was this that was born? What does it mean that you have brought into this world a Savior? Father, we pray that you would cause in our own hearts and minds as we uh, celebrate the 
the beauty and the wonder of this season as we think of the fragility and the vulnerability of a young child and parents not in their own homeland, dependent upon the hospitality of others. Father, that that would just draw us to the, to the wonder of everything else that would transpire in his life and in his death for each and every one of us. We thank you that our Savior who was willing to be born was also willing to die. We thank you that our Savior who was willing to live now lives and reigns forever. And we pray that you would uh, work in our own hearts if we have not come to that place of confessing our need first and foremost of a Savior to allow your word and your spirit to convict our own hearts. Like Malachi needed to convict the children of Israel that they could not save themselves, that the temple could not save them, that their returning to the land could not save them, that they still needed ultimately you to come. Father, we thank you that we can look back on those events and we can thank you that you did come. But we still ask you today in in this evening, that into our own hearts that you would continue to do your work, that you would help us to be ready to receive you so that we can then be empowered by you to do all the things uh, that you seek to do in this world through us. We pray that the good news of great joy for all people will extend in an increasing measure on this earth that your kingdom would come, that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray in your name, amen.